You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Thank you. Seriously, thank you to Kingbird and, and Flyboy for, uh, you know, not only providing goodies, but also space to, for, for, uh, for conversations to happen. And uh, we're just, we're just grateful. So my guest is Craig Nelson. Craig, thanks for being here today and taking some time out from your, your schedule to be here. Uh, welcome. Thanks, John. Going to really enjoy this. Good. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a lot smarter because yeah. you'll, you'll help me learn some things and teach uh, a lot of what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, our hope is that uh, those of you that uh, you know call Brandon home and the Brandon Community Home will get to know uh, one of your neighbors, Craig Nelson. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family and how you got to Brandon. Let's let's hear that story. Absolutely. So uh, we moved to town about thirteen and a half years ago. Um, um, my wife and I uh, kind of came down on a whim of of a possible teaching job, and we start looking for houses. And sure enough, I. Uh, I purchased a house right across the street from the building I'm going to be teaching in, uh, which was a middle school way back in 2008. And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, within the next 10 years, we have uh, five kids and and we raise our family in Brandon. And so I taught at the middle school there for four years. Um, I then taught at uh, Sioux Falls, Washington for nine years. And now I'm back teaching at uh, Brandon Valley High School in my first year. Ten years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Three jobs. One wife, five kids. Yeah, not too bad. Your 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 kiddos are in age. Tell us a little bit about your kids and in, in age. And yep. So uh, we're in the Brandon Elementary area. Um, Nash is a ten year old, and Briggs is eight, and Jax is six, and Diem is four, and Ayla is two. So yeah, we were able to have uh, spring to summer birthdays about every two years, and do do a pretty good job staggering them. So yeah, yeah, you're. Uh, you're, and I have the privilege of knowing you and your your wife. Your your wife is an amazing uh, amazing lady. Uh, she's got a lot of talents, obviously. Tell us a little bit about how you two met. And uh, I always like I'll see if I can get the yeah get a couple good stories out of that. But you guys met in college, right? Yeah. So I almost screwed it up, you know, multiple times, probably like most of us guys do. But um, you know, we had met within the first couple of weeks of of me getting to Northern. She's a year older than me, and so she had been there. And uh, she was on the women's basketball team, and I was just joining the men's basketball team. So took interest in the point guard from the from the women's team as as I was uh, the point guard for the men's team. And and then all of a sudden, a few months later, um, I tried to screw it up. And and uh, it, I, I've told her the story too. We had a bus ride home, and at that time, the men and women traveled together. And I just remember kind of looking across the aisle and being like, you know, I really like that gal, and I think she's the one that I want to marry. You know, so. Um, Fortunately, you know, we dated uh, all through college and, and got uh, married basically as soon as I graduated. And a month later, moved down to Brandon. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty, mm-hmm. that's pretty tight timeline. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I, li- I think Sarah, maybe Sarah likes to tell the story more, but she, uh, was there anything to the fact that she beat you on the, uh, what's that thing called? The Noah, Noah machine? Was there- Do we have to go there? Well, I, I think it's important that we know that you're so, the second best shooter in your family, at yeah. least on the adult side. So Sarah is a really, really good basketball player and was much, much better than me at everything on the court except one thing I could claim that I could maybe outshoot her. Maybe. And then all of a sudden, this machine came out that measured how good of a shooter you were. And I shot on it about a thousand times. And I finally got a rating of 9.0, which was thought to be really, really good. She walked in the building and said, let me have a try. 
And so she shot. And she got the first ever rating of a 9.1 that we had seen in history. And this is myself and my teammates shooting on this thing thousands of times and thinking that we're making some pretty good mm-hmm. progress. And so she kind of humbled us in a hurry, and uh, she she solidified her spot as the best shooter in the family. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's that's it's always good, I think, for us as athletes, especially as men, to experience that role of humility. I think that's good. What uh, you're a basketball coach for those of you that don't know, coach you coached at Washington. You're now you've been coaching basketball. You've been around basketball your whole life. What do you do when you have two point guards on a team? I mean, how does that work? <laughs> Well, sometimes it can be the best thing in the world. You know, you want to have a good, uh, a bunch of good leaders and ball handlers and floor generals, but you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta mix in all those leadership skills as well and make sure you're sharing the ball. So, okay, good. Well, I'm glad that she's chose to share the ball with you. Yeah, she, 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 she does shots. a pretty good job, probably better than I do with her. <laughs> so that's good. Well, um, so, so tell us a little bit about now. You've you've come to Brandon. You came to Brandon, and then you had an opportunity as a pretty young age to be a head coach for the first time. Talk about that experience and how Brandon kind of helped you get into um, that head coaching job at Washington. That's a, that's a fun yeah. story. Well, just the experience of being a JV coach um, in Brandon um, really prepared me. And I had a lot of good people around me um, urging me to apply for that job, kind of telling me that, uh, that I would have a chance at it when I was kind of doubting um, applying for a job with no head coaching experience and, you know, applying for one of the one of the better double-A jobs that, you, that is usually pretty coveted. And so I was about to not apply for that job, but um, just had three or four other teachers, a couple at, at Washington and a couple at Brandon, just say, hey, you got to go for it. You got to see. And uh, sure enough, I was able to to get that job, which was, you know, very close to a dream job. You know, if you're a young kid looking to get into coaching, if you can get a, uh, any double-A job, you're, you're pretty excited. So to be able to do that and not have to move my family, you know, be able to keep our kids uh, in the same elementary school and be able to have a 10-minute drive into that school um, was just a really, really good fit. So I was really thankful for that opportunity and had just a phenomenal experience at Washington High School. Yeah, You were you were the head coach there for eight years, is that right? Nine years. Nine years? Nine years, okay. yep. Okay. So now this past school year, coming back to Brandon, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people have the experience of being, you know, coming to Brandon, but you've now come to Brandon, left, and come back. Yeah. Talk about why. Because you, I don't think you would have had to, but you chose to, um, after Coach Deckert retired, you had the opportunity. And mm-hmm. what, talk to a little bit about that and kind of what what led you to to do that as a, as a coach and a dad and, and all those different things. Yeah. You know, I had a chance to view the school district in two different lights. You know, I have my kids in the school district, but yet I'm teaching at a different district and kind of, analyzing our programs and our school from afar. And um, big reason for our move was not really feeling um, a huge connection to one community or the other. We knew at the time that job opened up that we are either moving our family into Sioux Falls and we're going to be all in on that, or we are keeping our family in Brandon and looking for a job out in Brandon which really helped me get dialed more into the community and going to Brandon Valley events three, four nights a week instead of driving in and going to Sioux Falls events three, four nights a week. And so to be able to you know, meet the people we've met in the last year, um, the friends of our kids, the parents um, of, of the friends of our kids and, and all the community building that that has brought kind of solidified the reason why 
we took that job, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and it really is as a family decided um, to take that job. And we were even asking our kids about that process, you know, about, about a month or about a year ago uh, today when that happened. And, um, you know, I really wanted to know how Nash and, and Briggs felt about it because, you know, we've joked about it, but they wore, they wore orange gear to school all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and Nash was torn on, you know, do I cheer for the Lynx or cheer for the Warriors? Whereas Briggs was like, I, I'm cheering for the Warriors no matter what, Dad, no matter what job you take. And Jax was just going to ball no matter what, uh, no matter what <laughs> job I took. So, you know, I mean, he had a five-minute cry session the moment I came home and told him, you know, Daddy's going to be a Lynx now and stuff. So it was hard on our whole family. But, you know, I think Sarah and I kind of had a vision long-term of what we wanted to do and the impact we wanted to be able to make within our community. So... That's great. Well, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm thankful that, that you made that choice and, um, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's about long-term and, uh, I know Jax couldn't quite see beyond that, but it was funny yeah. to hear like Jack saying, you know, well, asking you who the new Washington coach was going to yep. be. That was awesome. Yeah. Jax was said on, you know, yeah, if Washington hires the right coach, dad, I don't need to play for you at the links. I'll still be going to Washington and, and he might still feel that way. Um, and as a dad, I, I might feel that way too. Um, <laughs> knowing the coachability of Jax, it might be better if his dad doesn't coach him. We will yeah, see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, outsource, uh, outsource Jax's coaching. That would be, that'd be interesting. So, well, cool. Well, I, um, you know, we're, we're talking at this, on this podcast about community and, uh, the community of Brandon has been a, has been brought you in, um, and really kept you here. I, I think it's kind of cool to hear that story. Um, could you, I mean, could you narrow down Brandon maybe into one or two stories or anecdotes over the years of being in Brandon? What, for somebody that's new to Brandon or somebody that's, um, you know, maybe, maybe thinking about coming to Brandon, what would you say to somebody that, that what's the essence of Brandon? If you could boil it down to one story or, or one kid or one coach or one athlete, what would, yeah. it, what would it be? You know, I notice things that other people don't, uh, um, as far as being an educator in my perspective on things and. I always appreciated the support that I could tell people were putting into anything community related, whether that's a fine arts event or a sporting event or whatever, because I would still attend those events. And so I notice student sections, you know, I notice how big is the student section? How supportive are they? What type of people are, are, are showing up and cheering for those type of events and, you know, knew that I and my family wanted to be a part of something like that. And, you know, that support has even been twofold becoming more of a part of it and having those same parents help with camps and workouts and winter league and just, you know, building my high school basketball team, building our youth, um, you know, sports programs, things like that. Um, just the support um, of all those things has been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you started something and I had the privilege of helping out just a little bit, you know, a few of those uh, setups, but you did something in Brandon, um, brought something back was this winter league talk a little bit about what what that is and how you saw that build build community within our within our community yeah well sarah and i were at the point where we're either driving our kids into sioux falls multiple days a week to do some sporting um, activities or we can do them right out in brandon and so we kind of had this dream and this vision of why don't we try to recreate this out in brandon and get people on board and it's probably been the best thing that i've done as a coach and I hate to put the word I in there because it was a lot of Sarah's ideas and planning 
and it sure wasn't me running the whole thing. It was 40 to 50 parents on board. So I got to meet tons of other community members that are sports-minded and basketball-minded, and we did this together. You know, it, it was myself and Sarah with a vision, but it was 50 community members saying, yep, I'll help. I'll help set up the hoops. I'll help tear down. I'll help, um, I'll help organize. I'll help, I'll help coach a hoop. You know, you can't, you can't, um, you can't do it yourself if you want to, you know, run things the right way. And that's why you have a coaching staff. And that's why you have uh, community members pitching in their time. And, you know, I thought we were able to bring a phenomenal thing to Brandon that, you know, I was very unsure of when I first put it out there, didn't know how it would go over, but um, it was great. And I really enjoyed all the people I was able to meet. Yeah. Well, I, from a, from a community perspective, I appreciate, you know, that vision, not only of building relationships, but also keeping, you know, keeping uh, families together in town uh, on the weekend. I mean, what a powerful thing that is. And, uh, yep. you know, that's something that I think is, is very community minded and selfless, uh, as you know, as a, as a head coach, you got lots of things going on and, uh, to, to, to give and invest in that is, is really cool thing. So thank you for doing that. Thanks for allowing a lot of people to get involved. Uh, excited to see where that, uh, where that goes. Um, well, let's, I, I want to kind of, you know, move the, you know, you're, we're kind of coming to the end of the school year here at the end of the year. Um, what are some ways from a basketball perspective, what are some ways that kids can get involved in the summer and heading into next year? Um, what ages are available? How can you get involved with basketball around, around the community? Yeah. You know, it seems like it's nonstop and people ask me, you know, is it too much for you personally or whatever? And like every time I get in the gym, I just absolutely love it. So we just keep putting out more ideas and more ideas and, we're trying to figure out a way to run a golf camp um, and, you know, get, uh, I'm, I'm the head girls golf coach as well. And so I would love to see some fourth through eighth grade, you know, young golfers out doing some things too and get involved. But, you know, we'll have, uh, we'll have Tuesday and Thursday, three and three league out at, uh, out at Brandon Valley High School and at the middle school. Um, we'll have some Wednesday shooting workouts for, for the young boys, um, third through eighth graders. Um, and then I'll have my love of the game camp, which I started with my dad and my brother a few years ago. And so that'll be at the end of July. And so um, all that is accessible uh, on our Facebook page or, you know, multiple other ways to contact and, and get signed up for that type of stuff. If you have young ones that are sports minded and I even tell people, hey, if you're wondering about any other sport too, just contact me and I'll forward you on to, to who you need to know and, and what you need to do to get signed up. But we have a lot of great opportunities with our football coaches, our volleyball coaches running stuff right out there in town, our soccer association running stuff right out there in town. I mean, it's amazing how many things we can do just staying right out in Brandon yeah, and using no our local kidding. businesses and, and building that community. Um, so that part's been phenomenal. <clears throat> yeah. It's been exciting to see the, you know, kind of that being able to localize some of that with our, you know, our baseball has now become a hub bringing yep. in not only high school, younger teams, but we have, you know, USF is playing at, at first national bank field here in, in Brandon. Mm. And that's a really cool thing. Bringing, I just saw something last week. They're, they're playing They're all their home games for USF are in Brandon this summer. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and, and at the time, you know, the time we're recording this, it'll, you know, be more widely known, but, um, I saw last week, Laura Wong was announced as the first uh, executive director for the tennis association. That's so great. to get local leadership involved in things like tennis, which, Everybody can play. I mean, not every yep. not everybody can really play basketball, right? Um, well, I, at at some level, but there's 
uh, I, I timed out of basketball at a certain point, but, but tennis, I mean, what a, what a lifetime thing and golf, as you mentioned, uh, really investing in those activities in Brandon with our golf course and our, our tennis courts is something that we want to see everybody win, you know, and, uh, we're real appreciative of your, of your perspective on that. Um, what would you say? One of the things that we share is being, uh, you know, growing up in North Dakota, and of course, not being able to find uh, eligible females in the state. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good point. They're they're few and far between. So you and I both had to move south. Yeah. To find, um, we've never had that discussion before. Really going that direction, but you know that Watertown, South Dakota area really produces from some amazing. some fine women for us. So very thankful. <laughs> well, it's it is. I mean, I but those you know when you're when you're born, of course, in you know in God's country in North Dakota. There's a strong, I mean, that's that's about the only thing that could pull us out of well, the motherland. You do realize we have zero inches of snow in Sioux Falls right now. You do realize your hometown has, what, 30 inches right now? Well, Minot, just, you know, as you know, as we're recording this, Minot, I think 40, 42 inches mm-hmm. of snow. So, you know, we're in April and uh, we shouldn't be having 30 inches of snow. So that, that might have led to it as well. That's a distant second in my book. <laughs> But, but talk about community. I mean, you, you were obviously part growing up in the community that you did, the, the, the Mayville community, um, being involved in the school district. Talk about the perspective. I mean, that's a, that's a, a, a great local community in, in North Dakota, but now in Brandon. Talk about what community, what, what through lines there are and what commonalities there are between growing up in a small town and now raising your kids in a, yeah. in a small town. You know, I've always been able to see the coach and teacher side of it because my grandpa was a coach, my dad was a coach. So I was always in the school buildings and in the, in, in the school system. And so I would always see it from that perspective. And I always felt a connection to those, those towns I was growing up in and still feel that connection to wanting to go back to my hometown and, and help, whether that's run a basketball camp or whatever it might be. And so Brandon has that same feel. And I hope, you know, my boys and my little girls have that feel after they graduate of how can I go back and help my hometown and pour back into the next generation? And so, again, it, it's that support. It's people get on board and and do big things to help the entire community win and you know, not just help themselves, not just help their own classroom or their own you know team or whatever it might be or their own family, but how can we pitch in and do do something bigger, do something better? You know, hopefully that's on the course of the to wellness center type of stuff that multiple groups are getting on board to yeah. make something like that happen. I mean, that's a big undertaking and you need, need a lot of support from a lot of different directions to make that happen. And so I think that'll be another example of how the entire community pitches in and just does something absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I think that's something, you know, as we've, we've shared in this, this vision of a, of a wellness center and, and talking with people from all over the community, having a place, you know, where everybody can have access and everybody can utilize facilities. Uh, we've got great parks. We've got a great city government in Brandon um, and just created de- developing that vision. Um, that's part of the reason why we started this podcast is to help raise awareness and build community towards building a really a, a wellness complex, mm-hmm. a wellness mindset. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, the school buildings that we have, you've, you know, through the through sports, sports activities, fine arts, uh, the com- the schools are pretty much maxed out yep. in how they can serve the community. I mean, as a, you know, as a church, the church that we're a part of met at the intermediate school, at the high school, we met there until we were able to have our own building. And so 
understanding as Brandon grows, the schools can only host, you know, so many activities. Mm-hmm. And so needing to create more space is something that we can all, all get behind. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, this summer, one of our goals is to help raise that awareness. So appreciate your your perspective on that and we'll uh we'll, we'll have more you know updates on that mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the summer so but uh craig thanks for joining us thanks for being a part and sharing your story uh we'll have links uh to your camp and those things in the in the show notes and uh just from from a dad and a part of the community thanks for all you do and your family does to serve uh in brandon thank you john Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!